What's up, everybody? This is Keegan from Here's Your Podcast. Here we happy now. Welcome to episode 83, a romance episode. It has been about three months since our last romance episode. Things are still not going very well, but we're gonna we need to update it anyway. We need to keep the people informed. You need to hear from your experts, from our experts. We're so lucky to have them on our show. We'll get updates from the notorious KAT and our romance guy. We'll see what they're up to. We've got a whole spectrum of romance experiences in this show. Okay, we've got people living together, we've got people who were living together before the pandemic, who moved in together during the pandemic. We've got people who are dating around in the pandemic. And of course, we've got people who are not dating at all. So we'll hear from all of them. We'll get updates. We'll dive into some Reddit advice threads, and we'll touch on everything along the way. So without further ado, episode 83, let's hear from our experts, the people you really come to listen to. Enjoy the episode. What's up? It's Nick. It's Keegs. It's here's the podcast. You're happy now. Your favorite podcast about everything and nothing. Welcome to episode 83 of Chintai Trace. I remembered how to speak Spanish. We're back. We've got a romance episode to you. We've to you coming to you because we don't want to talk about anything else. It's a stressful time to be alive anywhere, but especially here. I couldn't decide if I wanted to drink coffee because I was so tired or wine because I was too stressed. I chose coffee, but we've got a romance episode for you today. Love is alive. Love is real. We're going to talk. We got the notorious K-A-T and of course, our romance guy! I love that. I love how we definitely, you certainly have the capability to edit that song into the segment, but you still choose to play it off your phone. I, I thought about it today. I was like, is today going to be the day where I just play in the song and fade it in instead of just cutting it off <laughs> so I can stop? Like, somehow can't turn down the volume. I can't, but I just can't multitask, can't sing, think about what I'm going to say next, play the thing on Spotify and turn it down at the same time. <laughs> So you'd think at some point I would just edit it in afterwards, especially after our last episode where the entire thing was just music I grabbed from YouTube. Alas, it's not. We're here again. Here's the podcast. You're happy now. Everything and nothing. Nothing changes. Public birth, spite, romance. Guys, welcome back. How are you? Let's get an update. Let Kitty go first. I'll do my update and I'll keep it brief and then we can move on to, to UON. My update is since we last spoke, I moved in with the significant other. And the time before that, that we spoke, I was single, so. Wait, is that true? I think so. <laughs> yeah, we're No way. We Three episodes, we've had an incredible amount of gain. You've gained an incredible amount of traction. Honestly, since recording podcasts less often with us, like things have really gone well for you. <laughs> yeah, it really picked up. It is true that the less you hung out with, the, we've hung out, the better things have gone for you. You can kind of say that with most pod contributors, like if you look over at science guy, Brett, like that guy stopped giving us segments probably a year and a half ago and he just ran a marathon and tried to save democracy. <laughs> also moved in with his girlfriend. Also moved in with his girlfriend. Yep. <laughs> but crazy. not the romance guy. Romance guy keeps hanging with us. There's a clear correlation. <laughs> romance guy, what's going on with you over there? Man, nothing. You know, quarantine was rough. Quarantine was rough. Like I was out of quarantine by like, late May and I'm on the apps and there are women here and there you know nothing's sticking I think the story I've been saying the most because I started dating pretty early not that I was reckless but you know and there was this girl who had messaged me prior to our date like listen I'm really concerned like when I see you I don't want to hug or, or handshake I hope you're okay with that and I'm like yeah yeah, yeah I'm cool with that I'm cool with that and we went to, we went out and got drinks kept drinking, kept drinking, kept drinking, viciously making out in public. 
and I stop and I'm like, I thought, I thought, you, you know, you don't want to shake my hand initially. Here we are now. Like if I have COVID, you have COVID. And just like, my point is, is that like, I understand now how like children were born, like in the tunnels of London, where it's being bombed out by the Nazis, because when you're stressed out, like ultimately you still want to get some and that's not going to stop you. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. to the steep point. Yeah, it's, it's just like the London bombing, except it's, well, I guess it's just like that. It, can't really say anything to make the London bombing seem any less severe than it was. That was pretty, that was a bad time. Seen Atonement, very sad movie. Were you, were you hesitant to kiss her before you guys no. met up or touch no. her? No, no. I could lie to you. Because... I could lie to you and tell you I am. I wasn't. <laughs> because you were willing to get COVID? I don't, I'd rather not get COVID. I'm not a dick. But, you know, I, I'm weak. <laughs> <laughs> It was worth the risk in my mind. I know it's not. I know it's not. But does the assumption and we can get more into this as we as we continue, does the is your willingness to this is kind of a dumb question too, is your willingness to risk increase like how much does it increase based on how well the date's going? Like if it's go if you got the secret sauce with someone and you're just like if he's got the big Mac sauce, are you just like, fuck it. If we die, we die together you know yeah Has we could get hit by buses separately tomorrow or we could get COVID together and die together <laughs> that sounds beautiful what a, what a Romeo and Juliet way to go what a 2020 way to go you finally find love and you both contract COVID and die it's beautiful that's so beautiful nobody take that idea no one take that idea all right love in the time of COVID it's people have joked about it on Twitter but no one has made a podcast about it on November 4th so it's our idea now don't fucking take it <laughs> Have you done any like Zoom dates? I did one and it was lame. I was, it was just fucking dumb. It's what you such... do at all Zoom events. You look at yourself the entire time. You're not really focused and you're just like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, uh. And it's just stupid. And like, you're sitting there drinking a beer and I'm just like, I'm going to have like three or four beers and then ultimately be alone in my room kind of drunk. Like, what the fuck is the point of this? That's true. You don't, even, you don't even get a fun subway ride back where you're, like, feeling the effects of love, you know? I think that went okay. Yeah. I walk out of my room, my roommates are like, what's up? And I'm like, I'm kind of buzzed. I just had a date. They're like, oh, nice, man. Like, it's just fucking lame. <laughs> I kind of felt that way when the Zoom drinking games were going on early in quarantine, and you just, like, it eventually it would end, and I'd walk downstairs, and my mom would be like, I heard you drop a bottle upstairs. Like, did you break anything? And I'd be like, yeah, I broke the chili bowl because I'm kind of drunk. And she'd be like, what are you going to do? And I was like, I don't know. Like, probably go to sleep. <laughs> Just, I broke one bowl kind of drunk. And like, that was then my assigned bowl for the next five months I was living at home. I think it's kind of funny. It makes me feel like a fish in an aquarium sometimes. Like being drunk and being like, I can only be in these two rooms. Like, I can just kind of pass back and forth. Like, what can I do in here that I can't do normally? Oh, back in the other room, and then I gotta pee, and then like, yeah, it's just it's, it makes me feel like an animal in a zoo, which I kind so of funny. enjoyed for a while. And now I don't. Yeah, I yeah, miss. I enjoy it. I miss the. I feel like my favorite moments, or like the moments where I was happiest with like New York as the character, is was always like after a date. It was always like after a good date, which like wasn't that often, but it was those moments where I was like, wow, this is kind of a cool, you just like had all the endorphins going and you just felt good. And I don't know, that whole, the, all the cliched shit. And you'd be like, ah, this is a cool place to live. 
And now with Zoom dates, I guess you wouldn't have that to the same degree. You'd be like, oh, my apartment is still pretty small. In many ways, New York City is a character on this podcast. It is. <laughs> Almost the third. It's the, it's the third host. Oh, um, I have a fairly good, I just remember I had a fairly good story that just kind of came to an end. Yeah, hell yeah. But it, it wasn't, like, I don't feel proud of this. So um, before COVID, I went on a job interview at the Ritz-Carlton Hotel, I'm gonna name names. And I was pretty deep into uh, the selection process. And this girl who I interviewed with a few times, like they rejected me, I didn't get the job. It's fine, it's fine, I didn't mind, whatever. And then months go by, now it's post COVID and I this person likes me and I know who it is. It's post- the person who interviewed me at the hotel. Post-COVID? Excuse me, post-quarantine, post-quarantine, post-quarantine. What's post-quarantine? Like May, June, July, whenever I stop going this, because I this started is working be, again, This is such this terrible is propaganda. We're going to have a huge skyrocket in anti-masker <laughs> listenership. Romance guy is anti-Fauci. <laughs> no. Sorry, continue. Yeah, yeah. So, so once, once things opened up again, like yeah. that's what I'm assuming you're saying, is like once like things in New York shut down completely, then with yeah. outdoor dining, things started going again. You could talk about the merit or like how smart that was, but things kind of got going again. Yeah. Okay. So I'm that's not, I'm not passing judgment on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she swiped on me and I swiped on her and I actually was just sort of like, I wonder if she knows who I am. And we, I mentioned, the first thing I said was, I'm the person who you did not, like, what, what, what happens? Like, you didn't, <laughs> like, you so you know, you swiped on me, you rejected me professionally. How many questions into this was this? Was this over text or in person? Over text. I was the first. I was just like, hey, you open with that. Like that was one. It wasn't like, hey, hi, how are you? It was like, you fucking rejected me. Okay. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, Keep going. And she was like, ah, I bet you probably hate me. And I'm just like, nah, it's okay. And like, I didn't want to keep going further, but because I don't know, I was sort of like, this is funny. I'm going to ride this out. So like, we went on a date or two. And we like, we, we, you know, we've been having a good time. Not really. We haven't had sex yet, but like we have, we hooked up. We had like, I, you know, like we touched each other. We made out a bit, went to her apartment. The dangerous stuff. I, yeah. <laughs> but recently I ended it just because I'm like, I feel like I'm just doing this out of like a boredom or spite. Like, I don't know what this is. I'm not proud of myself. Like I like her enough. But I'm doing this out of like some sort of weird, like angry place. And so I said to her text being like, hey, I'm sorry, this is not working. And it felt, it felt good to reject her, honestly. It felt good to like, get it that far, but not far enough where we had sex, but far, it's like similarly. I didn't make it to the last round of the, of the interviews, but I made it one beforehand. And so I feel like, I didn't mean for it to be a revenge thing. Wait, yeah, it was a, wait, you had a spite relationship. <laughs> so was that up. last point you were making the fact that you also rejected her at the last possible moment, which is like you were about to make the final round of interviews and she rejected you. She got very deep in your sexual selection process. <laughs> and then you you kicked her to the curb also. <laughs> it just happened to be that way. It was There's not a reason. Planned. There is a reason that I listed fear of public birth, spite, and then romance because <laughs> love is a powerful force. We've said from the start that spite in our eyes is a more powerful force. <laughs> Romance guy, you proved it yet again. You had a spite courtship, an entire courtship built on spite. That's Shakespearean. I mean, it's like it was like uh, it's like the Count of Monte Cristo if it was rated PG. You know? Yes. 
you got like oh. three quarters of the way everyone was expecting you to like murder someone in the end you're just like ah we're not seeing each other anymore no one take that yeah. idea we're modernizing count of monte cristo and it's going to be online dating and ritz carlton rejection mm-hmm. interviews a lot, a lot of lot ideas of good, coming out of this podcast a lot of good ideas a lot of good content katie I was gonna ask you know you you've been through some serious transitions with coronavirus uh you live with a significant other is is like the the honeymoon period of living together the same or did it also like did it elongate the like oh we can be really real with living each other because we're together 100 percent of the time i think that is a great question um you guys moved in pre-quarantine yeah. Pre-COVID, right? Um, I think we would not have done it quite so soon. And it was definitely instigated by COVID. And I'm trying to think of the timeline here. COVID happened in like February by March, I guess. We started staying at home. And he and I shacked up together because uh, my apartment is so like oppressively small and has so few windows that it was like too depressing to be in for more than a day so I stayed at his place um by May I guess it was like just so dreary in the city or I get yeah late April May it was so dreary in the city and it's feeling really empty and there were mice infesting the apartment so we were I was basically like living out of a suitcase at his place surrounded you know working on a stool in his living room surrounded by mouse traps we were like we should move (laughs) we gotta go so I was like obsessively looking for places with like big, beautiful outdoor spaces and like more than one spot to sit to work. And I I found this place in Williamsburg, which is just freaking baller with a cool deck outside. You guys have to come over. We can have some COVID safe outdoor hangouts. Oh yeah. <clears throat> but big deck right here next to me. Um and it's been great. I think honeymooning at the beginning when we were still like, we had to be home all the time. It gave us like more time to like get plants and like buy furniture and stuff like that. So I think that was sweet. But uh, I think the precursor to the move kind of diluted the honeymoon of living together a bit. Gotcha. Like it must also be must also be hard to the circumstances surrounding all this are so dire. Like it yeah. Hard to have a reality check sometimes and be like, fuck. (laughs) It's true. It's also we can't can't go outside. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like fun to be in a new neighborhood where we can like go to the bars and the restaurants and the park and the but it just feels like not even when you are do find an open table at an outdoor restaurant, it just doesn't feel like a, a big intro to a new neighborhood, you know? Yeah. Nick, what's going on with you? Give us a little update. I have a personal question. Yeah, go ahead. This is a a truly personal question, but we ask anybody on this podcast this question when they live with a significant other. It's been asked before. And you don't have to answer. But what are your masturbation habits like now that you live with your partner? Great question. We ask all the guys that. I'm not trying to like... That's fine. No, that's a great question. I thought it was going to be about pooping. Um, Tired, tired. Everyone does uh, it. to my knowledge not while either of the uh, either of us are home not while the other is home i guess is to my knowledge our data suggests otherwise our data would suggest (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would 
I'd be careful in the kitchen if I were you. Yeah. <laughs> the trend would be anywhere that you can hide. Yeah, I agree you with know? you, Katie. I would also think it would not be very often, but it's uh, the people we've asked have proven <laughs> have proven us wrong and have one have one point in contests surrounding those questions. You know, to me, to me, it just it just fundamentally re like reaffirms in my mind that like sex and masturbation are two totally different things. Hundred percent. Hundred percent agree with you. Just like the, yeah, just we have to parse through the data, but yeah, I would say the trends are not in the favor of your answer. <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I don't party of one. Well, well, well we, can, we can add that to the data. So, yeah, He's a citizen, this data. is an upstand, finally an upstanding citizen <laughs> in a land of pirates. That's good. Oh, Keith, you asked me how things were going here. Yeah, Fine. I want an update. I want an update from you too. Yeah, we're oh, we're we're in the we're in the spiral. We're in the, we're in the monotony spiral. You know, like yeah, it's not bad. It's just like it's like we both. I shouldn't speak for my significant other. For me, it's just like oh, my brain is just completely shut off. Mm -hmm. Um, so it, it's just full on. I just play video games all the time and. I don't even think it's, I don't even think it's a point of stress because it's just like, this is, we're just, too, we're just machines that live in our, in our rote things that we do. We cook, right. that's really nice, but you're living, you're living in the Sims. Yeah, exactly. And we, and you know, we're not even playing the Sims anymore. The Sims was a huge part of our initial quarantine. <laughs> it, it was we're it's just less like, fun now. You're like, oh, yeah, we are the just, video game. <laughs> we're in this Who's controlling that, us? Yeah. And we need some no new doors. And there's no doors in the house you're in. No doors yeah, in the house. You're in a swimming pool. There's no ladder out of the swimming pool. Yeah, we're fish. Like, I don't have a good update other than, like, we've become fish. You know, we like to eat yeah. fish food. Oh, I, since the last romance episode, did we have a cat? I don't know. But I could I speak. I had a cat. Yeah. Okay, so then you, we probably had a cat last romance episode. I was uh, there. The cat, the cat does spice things up. The cat definitely just keeps life in a, an apartment fun and funny you know? as you as you well know i wasn't a fan of the cat to start i'm now a fan of the cat just because i think it's the only thing keeping you hanging on by a thread you know yeah yeah cat, this is cat's essential the relationship and the cat i think are probably the two things that keep me hanging on to sanity right now yeah this is not the life for me at first i was doing great yeah romance guy knows i could i could everyone here knows i could live in my bubble for a long time but it's starting to crack thank god i have the relationship and the cat don't want to end up I'm, like me. I don't want to end up completely off the chain, off, off the wagon, like the romance guy. Uh, Keegs, what about you? Yeah, flip side, no romance, no cat, no sanity. Oh, uh, it's all right. No, it's all right. It's, it's, or I think, I mean, it's, it's funny. I mean, it is, everyone who listens to this podcast knows for the most part, I'm immunocompromised. So I've been dealing with COVID in a very extreme I've had my lapses, but I think my lapses have been like probably pretty minor compared to most lapses. Um, I think uh, I'm kind of torn on, I think getting out of my last relationship, I was really honed in. I know we touched on this last episode. I was really honing in on like, all right, I think I actually need to take some time, not on the apps, dating around, not trying to have a girlfriend and kind of figure myself out. And like pretty hard to do both those things right now <laughs> to a pretty extreme level of difficulty um and so on one hand i think i really don't want to get on the apps because i want to get my life figured out in my new home a little bit more and i think 
um, you know, when, when there was stuff to do other than sit inside all day, I had a hard time balancing the apps with my life. And so I'm fairly skeptical of my ability to do that when there's nothing else to do. And I also live in a place where I don't have any friends. <laughs> um, <laughs> things have gotten, <laughs> I've become more susceptible to, to that. Um, and then combined with the fact of like, I, I think in New York, maybe, I think people have been careful enough that I would be comfortable dating. Um, I don't know if I feel that comfortable with that in Chicago. Hmm. People are not, you know, I'm not, it's hard to talk about this without being judgmental because on one hand I am being judgmental because it's like, I am, I feel like I'm doing a lot to protect myself, but it's the mask wearing outside, like, isn't that much of a thing here? And so I don't know if I would even trust someone that I met on an app. It just seems like it'd be such a, a longer process for already not wanting to be on the apps to mm -hmm. get to a level where it's like, I trust meeting you in person because I trust, it's not even like, I trust you wear a, a mask outside. It's like, I trust you didn't go to a party like an indoor party, you know what I mean? Um, so I think it's gonna be, I think probably no action for action for the foreseeable future um, for a couple of reasons, but it's- Look at uh, romance guy's face. He's so sad. He's so How sad. are you I'm, doing though? Like, like, <laughs> is it like fucking you up though? Yeah, <laughs> it sucks. It's, it sucks. I definitely think it would be nice to uh, not be in the position I'm in, but there's just like a lot of factors at play. Um, like I remember feeling the last time we did this podcast where I was like, fuck, I don't live with my mom in Colorado when like the vaccine comes out and people are just partying in the streets. Like back when we thought there was going to be a concrete end date for this, where it was like V-Day, we were like, oh yeah, we'll beat the Germans and everyone's we'll going to just party. We're just going to kiss in the streets. Um, <laughs> and I think I felt pretty strongly that that was going to happen until like three and a half weeks ago. And now I'm like, fuck, I don't even know if I want to go to any of the parades that happen when this is done because like one, it's not going to happen. And two, do I trust any of the people at the parade here? Like probably not. So it's not looking great. Do you foresee that you're going to come out of this forced abstinence with like a new sexual energy? You know, like you might be like <laughs> vibrating. You might, you might be giving off a totally different, you know, aroma at that yeah, point. Like, I don't I know. I can see you being a freak you know maybe i have no idea it's a dark time it's a dark time i'm glad we've got the whole spectrum here you know like i think it's important to encapsulate that so i'm doing i'm doing this for the pod obviously <laughs> if i i don't know i have no idea what it's gonna look like when i come out. i don't know if it's it's something i can't really even think about you know i'm so much of a you're in the toothpaste factory you, your entire job is putting caps on the toothpaste of just looking toothpaste to teeth. If I start looking down the end of the assembly line, I'm a goner. I, I I don't know. Like I could see once I get things more figured out, like if I get work that I'm happy with lined up, then I would be likely more willing to like maybe give the apps a chance. Um, and I'm not alone. Like I'm sure I'm not the only one who, you know, I think my timing was, I'm sure other people had that timing as well. Of like a week before quarantine, like before we were like, oh my God, COVID's here. And we have to shut the schools down. I ended a relationship and I was like, I have to do things really differently. And now I'm in a situation where it's very difficult to do things differently. So I think I will come out of it, you know, like you do when you're 40 years old with a whole new appreciation of like what you want out of a relationship and like how you're going to go about <laughs> getting that relationship. And the next 12 years will just be, you know, I'll level up my wow character. I'll be sick. Now I throw another business idea out here that no one could steal. 
Yeah. A dating app works. just for immunocompromised people. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. So it's like, on one hand, you have something in common already. You have to talk about like your maladies. But yeah. on the other hand, you know that these people are going to be a little more serious about Corona. I don't know how we'd vet this because I'm sure some sicko like the romance guy would want to get in there, but... I was going to say, and anecdotally, the uh, the quality has gone down. I don't know. Like, there is a self-selected group of people who are willing to be on the app at this time, and I have noticed it's like... It's sad. I mean, I'm part of that trash, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm part of the... <laughs> it, it is. Well, and it's... Um, yeah, and I mean, honestly, like, I think that, to me, like, the whole immunocompromising is such an afterthought, because I'm, like, romance guy, like, and I shouldn't be. But like I will do, I would do stupid things if I thought I had good chemistry with someone. Like I would, and stupid, like I would just definitely have a lapse in my judgment. Like I stay in my apartment, I go outside to exercise, I wear a mask at Whole Foods, that's it. Like that's where, that's my outside time, you know? And I could see taking shortcuts if I was really into someone. It really, the majority of it is like, fuck, I just don't want to be in the apps. You know, like, I just really don't think it's a good idea for me. And at some point that's going to have to, that's going to have to give because right. it's, kind of the reality for a little bit um unless you know i guess our listeners have said that winking is back so unless i wink at someone at whole foods it looks like some of the apps at some point in the distant future for uh for keeks do you feel like this is serious i get yeah. like this like strung out feeling if it's been a long time i get like kind of like testy you don't seem to have that uh, I do for sure. I, I think I do a pretty good job uh, keeping it buried and like letting it come out at very select times. But yes, I'm sad. Things are bad. Um, glad to see that everyone here is happy. No, I'm just kidding. It sucks for everyone right now. And I think it is, you know, it's, it's in my power. So we'll see what happens. <clears throat> do you want me to take this on a whole tangent on uh, incels or should we move on? Um, yeah, I do want you to take it a, a segment of insults. I had a question about pandemic dating, but I now I'm blanking on it. You know, I think the funny thing is I originally thought, like, I remember the last time you recorded this, I was debate. I was like, I want to next time ask, you know, what dating is like in the pandemic. And it's just it's the same. It's just the same, I think. Because um, I agree. I just have no, my problem with the apps was always like, I never wanted to like texting was always something I didn't want to do that much when I hadn't met the person, you know, I was like, so against um, building someone up over text message and like developing this rapport over text message or app message, whatever. And then meeting someone and being like, wow. Okay. So even if it's a subtle difference in that rapport, it's now exaggerated. Is this going to be, it felt it was pretty easy to get stuck on that and not ever see that person again. Often my choice. Yeah. Um, and often mutual. Um, now it's like, yeah, you do that, but it's now it's longer. Like now we're back at full courtship. We're back at writing letters, basically, which was kind of my move back in fifth grade. So, and I didn't Did get a work? girlfriend till sophomore year of high school. So you tell me if that worked. Wait, you wrote letters in fifth grade? Dude, at the latest fourth grade. I started writing letters. That was my fucking, that's the only thing I knew how to do. I had two moves, writing letters. I was so outdated. Like if you want to look at like mis- misplaced importance in terms of relationships and masculinity, like I think I could be a case study on that. I wrote letters and I remember moving to my town in Vermont. Maybe I'll do this now having moved. That was when I moved from Chicago to Vermont. Now having moved ultimately from 
from Oxford, Chicago. I remember pretty girl in my class, looked up her phone number, heard there was a dance, looked up her phone number, the phone book, called her, asked her if she wanted to go to the dance with me. And she was like, yeah, everyone just kind of goes to the dances. You don't really go with people. <laughs> you were in fifth grade? Yeah, it's fifth grade. I called her, called her up. Hey, you know, is Katie there? Katie, you want to go with the, I was like, you want to go to the ball with me? You know, I had this whole idea of what this was and they, you don't do that. So yeah, I wrote letters and with my high school girlfriend, she would go away for entire summers and we would write each other letters oh, what like ahead of time. To, what I would do to get my hands on those. Yeah, they're on my Google. I've like found a couple of them in my Google docs and it is, they're painful. I mean, they're <laughs> fucking painful to read for me. <laughs> Google docs exist, release the emails. Man? Yeah, what? <laughs> they are bad. They are. Oh man. They are I think bad. of all the corny shit I must have said at, at that age. <laughs> I put you to shame. You, you are. <laughs> it made you look I'm, like just, I'm glad it's gone. I don't want to see that. It's ever. terrible. It's, it is. I mean, it is just like, I think I would throttle Keegan now, you know, like the Keegan who wrote those letters. I'd be like, you're such a fucking idiot. I slapped the shit out of him. Yeah. Such a fucking idiot <laughs> for so many reasons. So many reasons you don't even know yet. Things you don't even know exist yet. You're going to be terrible at them. It's hard to know if I hate anyone more than myself in the past. You know? <laughs> yeah. Oh, specifically like 10th grade to 12th grade Keegan. Disgust me. Yeah. <laughs> this took a really dark you can, turn. You can go on your insult. Uh, this, yeah, I was not planning on editing this episode. I'm going to have to edit this so much. Uh, no, was forget the in, for, I was just going to ask if because you haven't gone on, you know, you haven't had sex in a while, if you're starting to feel like reactionary tendencies or like yeah. on 8chan more. Probably my mom has been the biggest bearer of that weight as I would just like call her and fight. I'd be like, you think this? She'd be like, why are you calling me? Like, don't you have friends? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you are my only friend. So yeah, maybe I am becoming an incel. <laughs> an Antifa incel. Yeah, I'm an Antifa incel. <laughs> it's kind of a cool band name. Antifa Don't take that idea. We have Antifa so many good incel. ideas in this podcast. We have so many good fucking ideas that no one's ever going to hear. <laughs> Let's get into our advice section. Quick circle back. Last thing before we move on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did any of your ex-girlfriends reach out to you during quarantine? <laughs> you fucker. You already know the answer to this. The exes who are hypothetically still very angry with me have not spoken to me. The ones that are dead to me have not spoken to me. And the ones in between are, we've spoken. Yeah. But nothing, nothing exciting, you know, nothing, there's nothing exciting. Katie, did any of yours reach out? Any old flames? Um, I did have one weird reach out but I panicked so I didn't act on it at all. And it was a hot and heavy flame, very recent before the got into a relationship and then moved in together thing, which ended like pure psycho status, like full ghost mode after we were like, we should move to Europe together. And then we just didn't text anymore one day. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> Was he like still on for Europe? Like... He FaceTimed me. He FaceTimed me like a oh, couple months later. Room. And I went and I just let it go to voicemail. <laughs> that was it. And, and no follow-up text? Huh. No, could have could have no. been accidental. Wow. It could have been. It could have been this guy on is, purpose. This guy is crazier than any sort of crazy I've Do we ever know him? seen. No, I met him in Bali. He's Dutch. Wow. I mean, it all makes sense now. <laughs> right? led with that would be like, uh, should have totally. expected it. 
Oh my gosh. And he's, he's the kind of crazy where like was, you know, it was going, I thought it was going to go places because he was driving the train. I'm like, sure. I'll get on it. Great. Yeah. I'll meet you in, in Amsterdam or like the South of France. Sure. And, um, then it like definitely felt like maybe he had a girlfriend and I caught wind of that. And I was like, that's okay. Like if you need your space, you do your thing. Like, you know, you're driving. So, um, yeah, you're the crazy conductor. You're, you're, you're like exactly. I'm just on, I'm just on your crazy train. Right. And I'm just, I've just got this sleeping cabin all to myself. You know, you're the, you're <laughs> exactly. the crazy conductor. I'll leave the door unlocked. You can come in when you want, but it's, <laughs> there might be other people on the train. I'll never <laughs> yeah. know unless you tell me. And it feels like you're trying to tell me that there are. <laughs> and, uh, but then the, so I felt the crazy coming and then the real crazy came when I added him on. He told me when we first met, he doesn't have Instagram. I was like, yeah, right. And so then finally I came across it. And so I added him and he rejected my request and, <laughs> and, and never mentioned it. That was close. That was very close to the end where we just went full dark. This guy clearly has a family. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh my God. That was just so crazy. So and then like, families. no joke, like, a week later guy shacked up (laughs) (laughs) it's funny how the timing works out you know it was really really a crazy couple of weeks yep so that was the only one I got and I panicked so I have no story to to follow up with that was a great story (laughs) quick tangent on that um well I just I think again speaking to my experience in the apps and why I'm terrified and probably shouldn't use them um I, Nick might remember this. I matched with someone on Bumble or it was like, you know, my 20, my, my dating apps are very much broken into years. You know, it was like 2016 was the original hinge, you know, 2017, you know, 2015 was Tinder. 2016 was original hinge. We skipped forward to 2018. We're on Bumble, you know, 2019, we're back on hinge. It was this whole process. We were Bumble matched with someone from Vermont. Just, and so clearly, I don't say this in like the way of like, oh, you got the hot, the hot crazy scale. Like, I don't say that. This girl was a true psychopath, was like <laughs> legitimately, I think I, again, make, I move quickly on the app. I'm like, do you want to, you know, want to meet up? Cause we weren't spreading a deadly disease at that point that we knew of. And she was like, I don't know if you're hot enough. And I was like, all right, that's a crazy rude thing to say but it's like sure I don't know if I'm hot enough for you either because I've never met you before and then she's like I'll make you a deal if you get me Xanax I will go on a date with you and at this point I was like this girl's might legit it might actually be crazy not even like a stigma way just like might actually be crazy she's asking me for Xanax and I went home for Christmas and I remember we had shared numbers at some point probably before she asked me to get her Xanax um and I'm at home for Christmas and I get a FaceTime and I'm like looking at this number and it's a Vermont number. And suddenly I'm like, oh my God, like I think this is this girl. And I remember going up to my stepmom's office and accepting this FaceTime call. And it was just like every single sneaking suspicion I'd had about this like siren, this just spawn of Satan was so true. I mean, it was like, she was lying apparently naked underneath the covers, but naked in what looked like like a seven-star hotel and was basically like, ah, oh, my father won't get this for me. And I was like, my father won't get me Xanax. I'm so fucked up. I was like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. It was Christmas. And 
it was Christmas. Yes, it was Christmas. She was FaceTiming me. And at some point she was like, where are you? And I was like, I'm at home. And she was like, oh, is your brother hot? Like, show me your brother. I'm like, my brother's 13 years old. But like, yeah, sure, I'll show you my brother. No, I mean, it was truly like, there's a reason why I'm reluctant. It's that, but it's what reminded me of that it was just that feeling of getting a FaceTime and being like, I legitimately, like you're like showing it to whoever will see and they don't understand. <laughs> I can't breathe. Uh, hope she's doing well. Hope she found you, her Xanax. Did you ever meet her? Oh no, we never spoke to her again after that. Well, to be clear, we had not spoken in since she asked me for Xanax, which was a good <laughs> month in the past. It was like a month later I got this and I somehow recognized this number as probably being her. And um, yeah, it was super weird. And so I think if mm -hmm. I were to date now during quarantine, I could look forward more to that. It's kind of exciting, maybe for content. Yeah, you're right. I'll be on the apps tomorrow. Maybe next episode we'll do, maybe in two weeks or so, we'll do another episode. And it, would you guys help me set up a dating profile for uh, for distance dating? For the immunocompromised. For the immunocompromised, yeah. <laughs> Yes. I'm already I'm coding the app Hell as yeah. we speak. <laughs> Hell yeah. I already set up one app for, for meeting my new best, not new best friend, for uh, another best friend in Chicago, my Bumble, my Bumble BFF. Yeah, dude, you, you have to get back on Bumble BFF. Bumble BFF. I, in, this is for all those guys out there that need another friend uh, or a friend in the city they live in. Um, Bumble BFF is a shit. I met some people on there that like I, I would do insane things to be their best friend. There's some cool people out there. Where? I want to really highlight. What city? Uh, well, it was in New York, which was kind of a bummer. I met one guy who really would have made it into my Met is so circle. strong of a word. You saw him on Bumble BFF. <laughs> you were, Nick, don't be jealous because you wish you matched with him on I Bumble was. BFF. You left him. You left him to the dogs. We couldn't no, have been friends with him. No, I didn't leave him to the dogs. I, no, we couldn't have been friends with him because, and to be clear, I did not match with him. I just was swiping on him. And I swiped left because I didn't want to be hurtful of the fact that I didn't live in New York. Some would say that was selfish. Nick, you're not allowed to be on Bumble BFF anyway. I would say anyway, that's selfish. You're you're not allowed to be on there anyway. You know that. I know. So it's tough, but it looks great. I might look into it. So I'll, next episode, we'll do an update on that. Let's get into some Reddit advice columns. First one, very exciting for me. Uh, I mean, a couple of these, we just have, Nick and I were talking about what should we should include. And this was one that we wanted to talk about because it's fucking hilarious, but we just couldn't, could not do it without involving you guys you guys are familiar with this this reddit thread of uh, like relationships.txt where people bring in and like ask questions and stuff like that it's usually they're usually kind of wild oh it's good stuff it's ah, like am i are. the asshole yeah this is this is an am i the asshole that maybe was on uh relationships as well <clears throat> am i the asshole for <laughs> am i the asshole for suggesting doing ketamine on one year anniversary with my gf so i 20 years old male and my girlfriend, 20 years old female, have been together for a year next week. We were talking about doing something special and she said she wanted to do something that she has never done before and will remember for the rest of her life. I was thinking of some things, but most of it wasn't special enough or too extensive. You should know that me and my girlfriend have smoked weed a lot of times the past year. And even before that, we've also, we also have friends that do more drugs. We've never tried anything besides weed. I'm open to trying something new and never thought it would be, never thought it would be the king, the kind of thing that you've never done before and won't forget. Plus it's not too expensive. A friend told me he had a really good experience with ketamine. However, I suggest, sorry, need a minute. Uh, however, when I suggested doing, it's like when you read this out loud, you're just, you get a whole other, you become the person. 
You'd be like, you become the person. <laughs> uh, however, when I suggested doing ketamine for our anniversary, she lost it. First, she yelled at me for being inconsiderate. I guess she expected something more romantic, but it is a bonding activity in my opinion. <laughs> Later, she got sad and went back home. <laughs> Uh, because I, because she felt that I did not understand her. This happened two days ago, and she still ignores me. Or reacts very cold to my messages. Uh, I don't know what to do. I apologize, but it wasn't enough. And I want us to be happy for our anniversary. I don't think this is something we should break up over. But I'm afraid she is considering it. Is she overreacting, or am I the asshole? Take it away, guys. What do you think? I've read this one already. I just want to give a quick reaction for whatever reason. The line when you read, and then she got sad and went. That back is home. the most incredible line. It's, it's so, so sad. Funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, it's she so got funny. sad and went home. I do think it's really funny. Like when you read these, it's it's a point. It's got to be exhausting to like write out your story for other people to understand. But I just think it's really funny. It's just so telling what people include when they're writing it because like these are not professional writers for the most part. So I just think you can tell a lot from like the little hints that are given. We talked about this last week, the guy who left his like girlfriend on the mountain. Um, like the, she got sad and went home. It's just like, that is so sad. <laughs> she got sad and went home. You could tell he just like, he didn't know what to do. She got too sad. She left and he was just sitting there like an asshole with, for, with too much ketamine. For, for me, this was such a no brainer. Um, I haven't, I don't think I've been in a relationship that's been beyond two years since uh, my high school relationship. And for me, it's just like the one year is the easiest fucking thing in the world. It's like you do a nice dinner, you do a nice dinner, maybe you get a gift for one another, but it's just, I feel like it's the most cut and dry of like the anniversaries. Like you, there's no need to get creative. There's really no need like wait for the next one or the one after that like at some point you, you're going to need to really think outside the box like you're going to get you, to a point where you, you have to do ketamine on, <laughs> so sorry are you putting that on him though that he didn't need to get that creative or are you putting that on her who said i want to do something we've never done before i think i'm putting that on him for 100 percent. there's a huge difference like he would have seemed less the asshole to have like suggested anal than to have like brought <laughs> ketamine. <laughs> like it's like read the fucking room, dude. Like she, of all the things she wants to do for the first time, it's probably not ketamine. You know, like a buddy almost died on ketamine in the hospital. He went code blue. <laughs> like it's a it's a horse tranquilizer, isn't it? <laughs> like why would I know people do it recreationally, which is bizarre to me, but it's just like I would have you just have so many options of things like you've never done before. It's like pick a restaurant you haven't been to, you know, like go smoke hookah, have an intimate hookah experience. Ketamine, I'm shaking, I'm SMHing, actively shaking my head. I don't agree. <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think ketamine was the wrong drug because there's a stigma. But like you were like, hey, babe, like, you know, it's like our one year and like maybe we should like do acid together. That I think is appealing. I just think ketamine is just like, who does ketamine? <laughs> I I agree that maybe if it was a more normal sounding drug, it would be, yeah. you know, let's do shrooms. Let's go to a cabin and do shrooms. It's yeah. kind of cool. It depends on the vibe of your relationship. A ketamine vibe is just a weird vibe for me to imagine. <laughs> it's going to kill. I think you're right. It's just like yeah. sit there and like feel like blobs for an hour. <laughs> like It's not like a... <laughs> you want to kind of tweak out for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're really weird. <laughs> It's very clever and very funny, I think. You're right, probably not the right drug, but I think if she's 
gunning for something we've never done before. I would laugh very hard if that was the idea that came back. <laughs> I bet it'd be fun. I think about it. I, I worry about setting a precedent though. You know? How do you, what right. do you do for the next year? It, that's my whole point. I think then we're going to have to, yeah, doing a dinner is like, all right, we always go out for dinner and anniversary. Now it's like we always do ketamine. <laughs> let's, do, let's do more next year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but I agree that the, the shrooms are, do, are tripping. It's like kind of nice. That sounds like kind of, it's a, it's a shared activity. It's mu- It seems much more romantic than ketamine. I, I think I think I'm skewed against this because I react to drugs so poorly. It's not that I don't like them; it's that they 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 spit me out on the other end in a really cruel way. Um, but I just I I feel like in a year you're just still I don't know, like a year to me, you're still you're not in the honeymoon phase per se, but like you're still early enough that like you've had a Valentine's Day, you've had holidays. So like, but who knows when it started, right? It's just too deep in the weeds for this. But you just haven't had enough like things to celebrate where doing something less risky is like so necessary. I don't know. I don't know their relationship. They see, maybe they're a couple of real druggos, but- uh, They smoked weed a few times. It they smoked like. weed a bunch. And like, that's just not it for me. Like it's 2020, man. You know, you're 20 years old. You can't legally drink yet. I expect you to be smoking a lot of weed. Uh, the jump to ketamine is just crazy. It's just a crazy. Alternatively, crazy. that's maybe the best time to do drugs with somebody else because I'm with you. One year, you don't know shit. You don't know anything about the person you're dating until you date them at least for 13 to 14 months. At the 12 months, at the 12 month stamp to do drugs, you you start to really know like will this really work? It's the next step. It's yeah. No, I mean I think your reason why I think from my point of view, like you're I wouldn't again coward. I would not, for me, one year is like, <laughs> look what we accomplished. It's not like, how can we fuck this up in one night? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like I'm not throwing anything new into the spokes on one year. I'm trying to get that 12 months in the book, right? I'm trying to everyone have a good time, but I'm not putting a stick in the wheel. You know, I'm not, I'm not we're not driving bikes. We're not doing ketamine. We're not doing anything fucking crazy where suddenly I'm going to learn like something crazy new about you on the 12 month mark. The next day, open it up. But like not when we're celebrating the relationship we've accomplished so far, the miracle that is, that is love. I'm not trying to learn anything new about you. We're just celebrating. We're celebrating. I'm single. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go around. Would you do ketamine on a, let's say, can you think of someone that you have dated that you would do ketamine with on the one year anniversary? And this will bring us directly into our next one. I would do it with all of my ex-girlfriends. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> not, not one of them. I would not do that with them. I'd do it tomorrow. That'd be so weird and so much fun. <laughs> I just don't see myself doing ketamine. <laughs> I don't know if I do either. Yeah. I think if it was shrooms, that'd be different. I think I could probably, I could, yeah, I, definitely. That's something in my life I would have said no to earlier. But now, yeah, looking back, sure. But like ketamine? It's funny. I feel like I would have maybe said yes to ketamine like six months ago. <laughs> it just kind of scares me. I think that's, I just have intuitions about what would kill me and that might kill me. Yeah. I honestly, this is so dumb given the stance I've taken on this. It depends on the nature of the relationship, but I could see myself doing it because I'm just a follower. 
for sure. <laughs> like if, if I'm dating someone who's like driving the train, which I think is important to me, maybe someone who drives the train more, if I'm the conductor, it is going to be not exciting. But if you're driving the train, we're going to get into all manners of shit. <laughs> it's like, we're, but you're a yes man. Yeah, I'm a yes man. So yeah, I would, I would, um, which brings me directly to our next story. The title of this one is, is there a non-weird way to incorporate a used condom in our anniversary gift? Speaking of anniversaries, me, female 26, and hubby, male 30, have been together for five years, married for two, and our anniversary is coming up next weekend. Recently, I found the first condom we used when he hooked up. It was cleaned. Don't worry. <sighs> no idea why I saved it. Guess I was just 21 and dumb. Anyways, this is the perfect story to be read. This is in cap. This is the full circle on everything we've been talking about. I was 21 and dumb. Anyways, I was thinking of trying to make a cute DIY gift, like maybe the condom and a photo of us and our baby with the caption from there to now. I don't know. I just think it would be cute, but also might be a little bit too far. I just want to be able to show him, but don't know how. Need your help, Reddit, for ideas. I would take it and like try to make it like a sock puppet and you put two googly eyes oh, on it. My gosh. I appreciate you really taking the initiative to actually help her with her idea. Yeah, I guess, yeah. First exercise is how would you incorporate, if you have to incorporate the condom into a gift, how do you do it? Katie's going to throw up. I have another idea, but I'll wait. For... Framing it would be funny. I guess it's not that clever, but it would be a very funny thing to have framed. I love just the whole fact that she calls this a DIY gift. I just think that's <laughs> hilarious. Like, I, that might be a stretch. Like, I don't know, you're not painting a picture. You've saved a condom for five years. Yeah, and the fact that it's cleaned completely negates the like, I don't know why I kept it. It's like, no, you made a very conscious choice yeah, to right. keep you, it. You cleaned, cleaned this yesterday. You cleaned this she five years ago. She probably has so many saved and cleaned in her drawer. It's, it is scary. We're <laughs> still, we have to finish incorporating. any of them. So you would frame it. Nick's turning it into a puppet. Owen, what are you doing with this condom? Oh, I know what I'm doing. Fuck yeah. Nothing. Owen, you can go first. They're so gross and embarrassing. We've talked about this before. The minute I'm done with the condom, I take it off and I'm a child again, just like walking away with this gross thing. And I'm like, where do I put this? And I look horrible. And I don't want to be reminded of it. Condoms suck. Yeah, they really, they do make- I have no advice. Throw it out. They, they make the penis look childish again. You know, it's like home videos of me <laughs> at two years old running around with my little weenie dangling everywhere and me with a condom on. Same thing, basically. I think, always think you look at that, you just think child. <laughs> what's the optimal time to do this, too? Because then, like, it's over, you're hugging, and you're like, oh shit, I got this fucking thing on me. And then you get to make the move out of there. Usually, it's when she goes to go to the bathroom, then you kind of deal with it. But if that doesn't happen, then you get this like thing, and it's just gross. It's, it's terrible. The fact that we talked about this was another reason why, I, and on an earlier episode, was a reason I wanted to bring it to this crew because i know this our condom disposal habits are very different um i hide it in a souffle i go full in bake oh my it god in. so he has to bite it <laughs> yeah. yeah you're it's like clean. don't worry it's been cleaned <laughs> no one's used it in five years and it's been cleaned wait is the semen still in the condom or we no it's been it's no, been it's cleaned, cleaned. That's, she cleaned it she made sure to tell us that it's been cleaned probably a hard thing to like, clean she like yes yeah, she like unraveled it like push it out into the toilet i mean i think i think if you're for the for the for the layman yes hard to clean for someone who's saving a condom for five years very easy to clean i think i probably water balloon it oh yeah i think you just fill it it up you turn it inside yeah i mean this this person is legitimately it's like murder 
like murder would be difficult for us for someone who's saving economy for five years maybe it's not as difficult i mean can i ask a hypothetical question that just spawned in my head yeah if you guys had access to it would you want footage of you losing your virginity no <laughs> like for the bit no. i wouldn't either even though i think it's it would be probably be really funny but probably. i don't think i'd want it would you want footage of what you believe to be the best sex you've ever had yeah yes for sure <laughs> elon Maybe. musk is gonna get that neural link going you know <laughs> But then I don't know. But then what if it's you know we talked about this guys. We're all we're all we all rated ourselves as bees. Oh, for sure. Do we want to risk that? You want to risk tainting you know? the memory? Yeah, because the memory, whatever, it could have been the best sex of your life, right? But every time you remember something, you embellish it a little bit more, right? That's how memory works. But so that's you want to keep that then to yourself, don't you? I think? guess yeah. I guess if this is, <laughs> if we're if we're really focusing on the self torment, we're circling the wagons the wagons around self torment. Then yes, I would like footage. <laughs> If, if it's not if it doesn't need to be a positive influence then sure yeah show me show me my best what if Prove the only wrong. way you could get the footage of the best of your life was you always have to watch the, the worst of your life before, right before it would you still do it i mean i'd be scared that they'd be very similar i'd be, I'd be afraid <laughs> <laughs> you'd be like it's the same picture <laughs> it would look the, the same. same on video it'd be like you can't tell <laughs> but that was a good one yeah, like in one of them, I'm having a better time. <laughs> you can tell by my smile. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. This is inappropriate. So I might like to ask. You don't have to, we can cut this. Like, I've never watched myself have sex. I've watched some of my friends do it. Whatever. But I've never actually watched myself have sex. I don't, I don't want to. I'm curious if any of you have. Not watch me have what you, sex. Like, what do you mean? Have, have, have you ever filmed yourself? Filmed yourself. Oh, oh, your oh, 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 got it, like, got, got it. it. Yeah, nah. I have not. Oh. Yeah. I think I'd be let down. I think it, I think it goes very much in with uh, the ketamine. Depends on who I'm dating and, and if how she much makes they you. have me wrapped around their finger. Yeah. <laughs> you want to watch us have sex? No, let's do it. Fine. Not at all. Yeah. A bunch of subs. Bunch of subs. Yeah, God, this okay. is this has scared me off dating again. I don't know if it scared me or reinvigorated me. Okay, we can film this. We can make a sex tape. <laughs> you think you'd perform more knowing that like this is when you're doing for like the film? You think you'd be like zero? Yes, zero percent for me. I one hundred percent would get stage fright. One hundred percent with the bright lights. I'd, no I'd psych myself up. I, I think I'd psych myself up. Yeah, I think I would too. Yeah, like this is a special one. You gotta go hard. Yeah. Do you think that does it just work like that? You're just like, hey, you gotta perform. <laughs> yeah, wake For up. Me, it's typically like you gotta perform. And then you're like, man, I really thought we were gonna perform. <laughs> but I think I think if I was focused more on the like my on-screen performance, like my film performance, my acting, yeah, that it could actually be <laughs> beneficial. It's actually that's something, you know, something I'm gonna consider now. Just, yeah. It's like a mind game you can play with yourself, like pretend you're on camera. Yeah, like you okay. like method it, you know. <laughs> that could be a cool way too to be like i am i'm really i am good at sex embodying being good at sex good people <laughs> at sex film themselves because they're not afraid of it right and i am I that the, person yeah all right everyone next time you have sex pretend you're being filmed imagine you're being filmed and report back i love that exercise it's better than where i thought you were going 
<laughs> film yourself. <laughs> Next time, film yourself and then we'll... And we'll critique. We'll do a friendly yeah. critique. <laughs> we'll get to the bottom of this once and for all. Uh, it would be friendly, though. I feel like we'd be really, really good at being like, oh, like, look, she's doing a good job. She's doing great. Like, it would be really nice. Oh, we'd gas each other up huge. Look at that. Look at her go. It'd be kind of nice. A lot of fans. Guys, 83 episodes into a podcast, and we're still coming up with new ways to entertain you every day. You know, putting ourselves on the line for your content putting our friends online, drawing them in, drawing them in on their busy lives and say, hey, talk about this on our podcast with us. We'll submit a sex tape of you and critique it. That's it. That's episode 83 of Pierce Podcast. You're happening. Your premier podcast about everything, nothing, public birth, spite, romance. I love it. Thank you, Notorious KAT. Thank you, Romance Guy. Thank you, Nick, for showing up. We love you guys. We'll do this again soon. It's been too long. We need more updates in a world where romance is it dead. Depends on who you ask. Nick, here's the podcast. You're happy now. Are you happy now? No. Are you happy now? No. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye!